Hi, this is the Reverend Luke Back from the Church of the Holy Spirit, and you're listening to the Lake Forest Podcast. Welcome to the Lake Forest Podcast, the podcast about the lovely city of Lake Forest, featuring topics like local news, sports, music, people, food, and religion. My my name is Pete, and I'm joined with my co-host Scoo Walker and Arthur Miller today. Scoo Art, how you guys doing? Doing great, Pete. How are you? Oh, Good. having great. having us all together. I mean, how could it get any better than this? It's a special art art class. Uh, art. Can't wait to hear about the history we're going to be talking about. But first, we got a show sponsor. NeuroNoodle, hey parents and athletes, your kids get a physical every year, right? Well, include a brain map so you have a baseline to compare it to in case something happens. It takes only 20 minutes to get the data you need to know if your athlete should go back on the field. Go Scouts, visit NeuroNoodle.com, schedule an appointment now. Okay, one of the things we like to do here at the Lake Forest Podcast is put a spotlight on our local leaders. Well, who better to have on the show? Then the Reverend Luke back from the Church of the Holy Spirit in Lake Forest. Reverend Luke, thanks for coming on the show today. I'm honored to be here. It's a delight. Could you please, uh, you know, we have a thousand people moving into the area each year and they trip over our podcast to listen about what's going on to figure out, hey, what church should I go to and whatnot. Could you give us your background on yourself and, uh, and the church, please? Sure. Sure, I'm happy to do that. Um, so we moved here three and a half years ago from Abilene, Texas. And um, I was the rector of a wonderful parish there called the Church of the Heavenly Rest. Just the most beautiful church uh, west of the Mississippi. It's just <laughs> Beautiful, great, great community. And we love Texas. We were there for eight years. Uh, my wife is actually from Abilene, Texas. I am originally from Massachusetts, uh, but my family moved to Oklahoma City when I was 10 years old. So I'm an Okie. I was raised in Oklahoma and went to the University of Oklahoma. And, um, I am naturalizing as an <laughs> Illinois. I want you to know, uh, and we absolutely love Lake Forest and Lake Bluff. I mean, it's we're very feel very much at home here. But I have uh, lots of family roots in New England, and um, uh, but but for some time was a born again Southerner. Just <laughs> it was great down there, but we're very very happy to be here, um, and uh, we arrived you know, three and a half years ago, and, and uh, here we are in a context where the, all these new families and, and um, uh, so many new households in our community, and, and um, there are a number of spiritual homes here, uh, long established with really important roles, uh, Holy Spirit being one of them, one of those spiritual uh, outposts or spiritual homes. And we know that um, many people coming to Lake Forest, Lake Bluff are looking for some place 
someone, something to give their hearts to. <laughs> They're looking for someplace to get involved, someplace to make friends, someplace to um, serve one another, to enjoy one another, and to share the ups and downs, the sorrows and joys of life. And so we're, we're one of a number of great places here that uh, really is trying to open the doors and be warm and welcome and inclusive. Now, what, what kind of church is the Holy Spirit? Like, can anybody show up? I don't know what Episcopal, is that what it's called, Episcopal? So when, yeah, that's a good question. We're one of the good churches. <laughs> that's the kind of church we are. We're a good okay. church. And I try and tell the congregation that all the time, like, good church. You're, do, you're good church. Y'all are good church. Um, so the, the tradition of the Church of the Holy Spirit is um, we're an Episcopal church. And that's a, a denomination that has its roots in the Anglican Communion, which is um, a, essentially the Church of England as it expanded all over the world uh, two centuries ago. Uh, but that's where much of our identity is rooted. Um, it's, things changed when the United States became the United States. And so... Um, the Episcopal Church now is, in its own right, it is a kind of an American experiment, and uh, but remains keeps close ties to England and to uh, Africa and to Asia and to all those places where uh, the English Church, the British Church, went. Um, we're a liturgical church. If you came to Holy Spirit, it would probably feel like you were in a Catholic church, maybe a Lutheran church, but you'd see um, a woman um, a priest or minister. Um, I, we're blessed. To, uh, I have a family. I've got three kids. I'm married and um, and we are fully inclusive of the gay, lesbian um uh, community, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so it's, I think we're uh, sometimes referred to as the via media. So we're, we're sort of a broad church that has a, uh, tries to uh, embrace everybody, tries, uh, and yet still has its own history and roots and um, identity. It's yeah, a good spot for uh it's a good spot for us here in Lake Forest. We, we have uh, about 1,200 members here. Um, I have a, uh, a clergy staff of, I've got uh, Reverend Claire, Reverend Jahan, Reverend Ron, Reverend Max, Reverend George, and then there's little old me uh, bringing up the rear on that. And um, then a whole a great staff and tons of volunteers and it's a busy place. It's very alive. It's more than a church. I mean, you have a, a child care there. Right. Uh, um, you have a food bank there. Uh, what, what are the other services that you have? So we've got a, we've got a few different uh, missions. I, I like to call them missions okay. to this community. Uh, the Episcopal Preschool, I'm the president of the board of the Episcopal Preschool. It's been here for about 50 years. 
Um, we've got about 50 students at the moment. Uh, historically, we've had up to 100. I'd love to see us get there back to that someday. Um, the Episcopal Preschool has um, been able, thank heavens, been able to maintain in-person community learning for about 50 children uh, throughout the pandemic and uh, is a major blessing to this community. We have a new head of school, um, who is Melanie up, who Upfold, who is absolutely wonderful. And uh, we happen to have, I know this for a fact, the best tree in this town for three-year-olds to climb. It's the, we got the perfect tree in this town and they love it and they absolutely love it. Wait, is that uh, the tree with the cement block underneath it? Yes, it is. You know this people. <laughs> it just reaches down and says, children, you're safe in this tree. The, the furthest you can fall is two feet. Give it a try. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I know the tree very well, Luke. <laughs> it's a pretty famous tree. It's a pretty famous tree. And uh, then we, we, we have had a food pantry at Holy Spirit for 30 years. And it, um, it was serving about 80 households a month when um, I got here. Wow. And then in the pandemic, we were given permission to continue to operate food pantry. Otherwise, we pretty much had to go remote and, and shut the church down. So we went from serving 80 households a month to serving a thousand people a month, a thousand people a month. So wow. uh, that just happened. That was, that came right out of heaven that uh, it's involves people from all the churches and no church at all. Uh, they're making donations. They're volunteering. We do. It's 24 hours a day, seven days a week curbside service I can't, and delivery. I can't believe it. It's, it's just amazing. So at the moment, and, and even during the worst of pandemic, if you, if you came to Holy Spirit during the week, first of all, there are more people coming and going during the week than on a Sunday. And uh, you were met either by a, a child or a parent from the preschool or a teacher from the preschool or you're met by a food pantry volunteer or one of our neighbors coming in for food. And it was just a big old love fest. I mean, everybody, it's the most joyful welcome in this town. I, I, I don't know that there's a better one. Maybe it's some of the schools you could find a better one, but that was pretty good. So, uh, so those are the two biggies. Those are the two big, big ways we serve um, uh, the, uh, the children of this community. Um, those in need in this community, which we actually have, you know, we have a number of households in Lake Forest, Lake Bluff that use our food pantry. And then beyond that, we serve our neighboring communities uh, in a big, big way. Uh, Reverend, how can our listeners help you out with that? They're listening and they say, hey, I want to help Reverend Luke out. Yeah. Uh, I want to give some food. Do you have any details? Like what kind of help are you looking for? Pray for us. <laughs> Pray for us, number one. Um, number two, we, we have a, a beautiful stone cloister, kind of an entryway to our missions possible uh, 
portion of the building and there's a donation table right there. You just, when you go to the grocery store, uh, just pick up some extra peanut butter or um, cans of tuna or whatever, and, you know, bring us a bag of groceries. Just put it, leave it right there. That, that's a, that's a huge help. Uh, we, we love volunteers. We try and let our guests shop when they come so they can pick what they want. Um, but we also give them a bag of staples, you know, toilet paper, toiletries, the basics. Um, so we, we welcome volunteers. Uh, I mean, we, we have a beautiful piece of property. It's, it's a lovely, lovely grounds. People enjoy walking their dogs and just having some quiet repose in, in that space. And so, but the food pantry, you know, I never uh, stop getting hungry. I get hungry every day and I'm not alone. People get hungry every day and you don't, we serve anybody who comes. There's no criteria. There's no uh, belief criteria or anything like that. The, the, the number one criteria is you're hungry. That's all you have to do is be, come and be hungry. If you're hungry, we feed you. Art, what do you know about that beautiful building? I mean, that thing is that it's an awesome place. I would go. <laughs> now, I'm not the most religious guy in the world. Okay. I'm working on it. Uh, Reverend Luke, you're, you're me turning too. me, you're turning me, <laughs> you're turning me, but that beautiful building, I, we've had listeners ask us uh, to give us a, a quick overview on the history of that building. So Art, do you, what, what do you, what do we know about it? Well, the, the Episcopal Church uh, started in a different building. It started in the um, Blackler Building, which is at the corner of Deer Path and um, Western Avenue in 1898. Uh, and after a few years, they uh, were far enough along with enough members that were interested to, um, to erect a building. And the architect was um, a neighbor of where the church is now um, used to live at 907 Sheridan, Alfred Granger. Um, he was um, a son-in-law of the president of the Chicago Northwestern Railroad, uh, Marvin Hewitt. And I think that that may have even been property that had belonged to Hewitt at one point, I'm not sure. But they, they built an English style, uh, smaller, uh, originally at almost village scale or small small country town scale um, building. Um, and then it began to expand gradually um, out of that. The, the town of Lake Forest in, in um, 1902 um, had, had a lot of people who were only out in Lake Forest uh, weekends and seasonally, that sort of thing. And they lived in the city, uh, but they would come, they would definitely come to church on Sunday but um, they went back to the city. And so as time went by, by the 20s, they uh, were staying longer in town. They were moving here permanently and uh, or living in their houses that they had permanently. So um, they began to add to the building. Stanley Anderson, Anderson and Tickner Company made a few additions to the wings to the west, always being mindful of um, not over powering in height or anything, the main building to keep the focus on the Alfred Granger original 1902 building. And then in the 60s, um, 
I.W. Coburn, who was an, a local architect, uh, redid the interior of the building um, with the central, uh, with a cross form and a central, Reverend will help me with the right term for it, but um, so it's quite a, it has quite a good capacity now is certainly both, it's both modern and traditional at once in feel. It's uh, very substantial. So the reason, one of the reasons behind the church coming along when it did was uh, the Presbyterian church, which had been the founders group in Lake Forest, they were pretty much what I would call low church. I'm a Presbyterian. And um, in that period, at the end of the 19th century and all, they had, the, the, the interior of the church, Presbyterian church was, kind of lecture style and there was it was low on liturgical elements really many people were interested in something that was more traditional in style now the presbyterian church today is much looks much different on the inside is is not at all high church but is uh, more liturgical than it was in the late 19th century and so that didn't happen until 1940 so the the episcopal church offered a, a protestant um, option uh, at that point and um, appealed greatly to uh, the, the, the group that came in, especially in that period in the early 1900s up through, let's say, um, the 30s and everything. And then it continued to grow after that also. So a lot, a lot of history in that building, huh? Oh, yeah. Right. It's a beautiful building. Well, it is the good church, so it should be a pretty good good building. <laughs> you know, uh, Reverend Luke, we had uh, we do another podcast called the North Shore Podcast. We recently had the president of Northwestern on, Mor Morty Shapiro, and we had a uh, humanities professor come on. And we asked them, they, they have a book that they put out recently, and it talks about the decline in social discourse People arguing, can't get on the same page, fundamentalism. I'm going to share my screen. It's a minute 20 take from the show. And I'd like to get your opinion on this, on how the church and the vibes that you give off could possibly help our uh, community. What we asked them was, is there any event that could bring everybody together in America? Like... Pearl Harbor, 9-11, you know, man on the moon. Because if we have a common goal, a common belief, it's easier for everybody to get on the same page. Well, uh, one second here. It's really hard to have a common goal now for everybody to gather around. Pearl Harbor, man on the moon, 9-11. You know, we had just what happened in Afghanistan. That's not a big enough deal for the country to... Uh, come together. What do you think it'll take for everybody to have a common goal? Because if you're in a foxhole or if it's fourth and one, it's hard to find an atheist in that foxhole. What needs to happen in America for us to get our act together? Let me start and sort of, and then Saul can answer that question. That's what we do as tendered faculty is yep. we avoid tough questions. And we sir, what do you think? That's a really interesting question. It would have to be the sort of event where people felt that it was more important to work with each other than to use the crisis as a way to beat up on each other. That, that would be what it has to be. 
you know, and, and you could tell, you know, and we've had many of those in our history, Pearl Harbor obviously being one. I don't think it's impossible, but I find it hard to imagine you know, what it would be now. It wasn't, you know, a pandemic, which would pandemic. Right. Republicans and Democrats alike, all right? You know, this crisis in Afghanistan, I mean, okay, so now you get everybody <clears throat> criticizing the president. They most want to criticize each other, right? What would it be? I don't know. Uh, you know, if there were a, you know, if, if we had a major depression, <clears throat> well, it, you could play the blame game on that. What couldn't you? There probably is something, and I'm hoping it's going to be, but I can't imagine it. And uh, I, I was just wondering what you think it would take for everybody to uh, come together and stop bickering because just listen to a school board meeting. Oh my goodness. The one the other night, uh, the discourse going back and forth. Uh, it's like Art says, you know, Lake Forest is uh, populated with a bunch of people that know that they're right. Uh, how can we agree to disagree in a civil manner, Reverend Luke? How what event could it take to bring everybody together? Art, you described the architecture of Holy Spirit beautifully, uh, better than I could have. And I think there was one element you were trying to describe. And you said, well, I, you'll have to help me with that one. <laughs> we, we have in the center of our church this architectural feature we call the predella. And it's a circle, it's a big circle. And it's where we distribute communion um, and to, to receive under normal circumstances. Everyone stands in a circle. Uh, the ministers are inside the circle with the bread and the wine and they walk around and, and give out the bread and the wine in a circle and they bless uh, for people who it's, that's not a, appropriate to their faith, they come up and just receive a blessing, you give a blessing. So every, every time you come up for what we call Holy Communion, um, it is an act of courage because you are uh, standing opposite someone very different from you, who may have very different opinions, very different ideas, very different beliefs, quite frankly. And, uh, and so we try and come together, bring this community together um, and uh, to do it in a context of what we call the Eucharist, which is a Greek word for great thanksgiving. Uh, it's a great thanksgiving for all God has given us, which includes God's presence uh, in our lives and in creation, but must also include God's presence in one another. And that's the real, the key is looking across from you and, and saying uh, that person is the temple of Holy Spirit. That those are the, you know, we, we all have to pick what we're going to be fundamentalist about. <laughs> Everybody chooses by what they, their actions or inactions, what they really care, what they what, the, what's really worth worthy so we try and stand opposite one another and, and say, uh, uh, you are a temple of Holy Spirit, God's child. Uh, and we're part of uh, that whole architectural movement at Church of the Holy Spirit. 
the whole expansion of that little country chapel that was built, the cornerstone was laid in 1902. In the 60s, that community went to great pains. I don't know how they did it and survived, but only the grace. <laughs> they expanded that church so that everyone in this, in this community could use it. So it would be here for everyone. You start, you, you start um, talking about a God that has an embrace that loving and that big, and people are gonna want that. They're gonna want to be around it or know more about it. Um, and um, one of the, I think the things that is important to us in our tradition is to say, uh, that presence, you don't have to go to Canterbury, you don't have to go to Rome, you don't have to go to um, Mecca. That sacred presence, is, it's in you. It's in you, and it, but it's also in me. And um, uh, then, you're, then you got some place to go from there. And then, then it, uh, you begin to get in touch with what, uh, again, we talk about in, in my context, Holy Spirit empowerment. And then you start feeding people. And you start being part of healing and, and uh, loving and caring and forgiving and um, walking with people instead of forcing people to, you know, to follow something. So that's a big question you ask, Pete. Um, and we're both, I think the uh, religious communities at their best are religging, reconnecting earth and heaven and people to one another as brothers and sisters. That's what religging is. Re religion is making those connections. It takes courage, a lot of patience. And quite frankly, we're part of the problem. I mean, we go after each other and in churches and I mean, it's part of the religious, the, the shadow side to religion. Uh, and, um, but we, thankfully, there have been plenty of people who have been very faithful at, at, in, in a lot of these communities and have shown us the way. And so we, we're trying to build on what they've built. And the last thing I'll say, and then we, we can move on to another question, is um, one of the super powerful things about um, this food pantry work is we had to stop that Holy Communion for a year and a half. And... Um, so now we had to transform, transfigure our Holy Communion into Wonder Bread <laughs> and apple juice. And it went out the door to people, you know, we, we were sharing the love of God one grocery sack at a time. And it just, it blew up. It just is huge. So um, if we can get out of the way, get ourselves, get really get our egos out of the way, um, uh, we can make a big, big difference in this world and see that we're much more alike than we are different. Just the way you communicate, Reverend, I mean, you, you, you give that chill vibe versus me. You know, I can see that, <laughs> so, you know, I'm working on my communication, you know, to get the, 
it's not what you say, it's how you say it, right? And you, and you have well, it down. It's not the words, Pete. Um, we have a passage of scripture from John's gospel. It's um, the sheep know the good shepherd uh, by his voice. They, they don't know him by the words you say. You can, you can use a lot of words that uh, are artifice. They're, they're not, uh, they're loaded with all kinds of, they don't sound like good news. Uh, you, it's got to be in, integrated into your soul, really, your voice, your spirit. Uh, and and uh, Jesus is, you know, first thing he does in the upper room is he breathes on them, uh, Holy Spirit, and he says, peace be with you. Uh, it's breath, it's voice. Those things are, tell you, they communicate much more to your child or to your pet than the words. <laughs> the, the uh, you know, and tells people where you really are. Uh, you can't hide, you can't hide that stuff. And what we're doing right now is we're so pressed for time and we're trying to smash a lot of stuff in and in 30 seconds and you barely have time to breathe. And so you get real tense and you get, you get really controlling. You try to force the point when um, more and more we need to take a breath and, and give one another time and take another turn and come, you know, well, we didn't get very far in that conversation. We've got to try that again. <laughs> <laughs> we got to try it again. We got to try it again. And, and we're running out of patience. And, and uh, so a place like Holy Spirit, um, I tell us, I, I, I say this almost every time I get into a, a wedding, I do a lot of weddings at Holy Spirit and you got people, you know, there's, you know, they're coming in and there's so many details and there's all this stuff. And I say, uh, all right, when you get here, when you get into the, holy place it's time to slow down it's we operate on eternal time in this place don't worry about being late don't worry about hurrying i don't want the bride to run down the aisle i want the bride to walk down the aisle so that we can all just uh stand there in disbelief that how beautiful this person is uh, uh, here's a gathering of the most important people in this in in their life. They're all here. Not to mention the angels and archangels. But of course, a lot of a lot of us want to just rush through that and get to the party. And and so it's you're always trying to like wrestle with with uh, that eternal time thing, which is you know when you're in the presence of our, your Creator, what more do you need? And yet even Jesus says. Uh, to his disciples, this is after his resurrection, he says to them, um, all right, no more standing around. <laughs> you got to go into the world, you know, go, 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 go. Um, and, uh, and do what you can. Call from Sears. Sorry. Call from Sears. <laughs> yeah, here it is. The world is The calling. Oh, I'll take it. <laughs> nope. So, nope. So, Reverend Luke, um, when, when are the services? What times, uh, days and times? We, we have, so part of the Anglican Episcopal way of things is there's a holy time and there's a holy place. And you look at the building and you say, wow, that place is holy. There's something special about it. 
It's holy, holy place. Gothic. Yep. But we also have holy times. And for us, that has been for many years uh, a five o'clock service on Saturday. And that's inside at the moment. And uh, it's very simple, it's informal. Uh, we're, we'll start our music and uh, our organ and singing uh, next month. That'll start in October, it's five o'clock. And that's great for people playing golf on Sunday morning or coming in from out of town or they just want, they want to wear shorts to church. You know, that's, that's great. And that's super informal. Then we have our 7.30 service on Sunday mornings. And that's our right one service. That's that older language, kind of very formal. Um, And we have about 30 worshipers come to that. And it's beautiful. It's it's a time machine. You go back and uh, really lovely stuff and sort of higher church. And and then at the moment, we are outside for our big event. That's the 930 service. And if you give, if you'll allow me, it's fun to talk about this service. Yeah. We got this beautiful front lawn. And so we are, we worship outside at 930 on Sunday mornings in the front yard. We set up all the chairs and some people bring blankets and chairs and whatever. And we do the Eucharist out there and we have uh, our musicians are out there. Lots of different musicians, lots of different kinds of music. We um, kids play football and um, cornhole and they get popsicles and they run around and um, uh, we, we serve coffee from Tala Coffee in Highwood, which is awesome. And it's a picnic, picnic attire. You wear shorts and we're not trying to take that beautiful church and put it outside. We're trying to be a church accepting the circumstances in which we're in right now and finding the blessing in the midst of many troubles. We have many troubles. And yet at the same time, it's beautiful out there. It's absolutely gorgeous. And the whole town can pass by and you have we had six dogs come last Sunday for blessings. I mean, they come up and get a blessing. And mm-hmm. um, the, the bees are always coming by for blessings. We, we're, actually, <laughs> we're, 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 we're doing some exorcisms on them right now. But anyway, it's such a delight because here's another thing about all these people coming to town. We've been through things like zoom and your podcasts you've kept us connected as community and that's key but people are thirsty hungry for fellowship they want to be in presence with one another and so we got to provide it we got to do it so you got people who just want to be together they just want to see one another be outside be face to face so it's a joy that 9 30 super super duper fun Everybody's invited, by the way. Everybody listening, just come. You can pass by. You can uh, just take a listen. We got a new sound system um, a couple of weeks ago, and it, it's so loud you can probably hear it. Oh, it cranks, yeah. <laughs> God's saying, turn it down. So I want to apologize to everybody that I wake up at night. <laughs> um, the voice of the Lord, but but uh, good for your soul, even though you may not like it. It's good for your soul. Now, now, Reverend, uh, 
people want to get more information, can they go to CHSLF Church of the LF? LF, Lake Forest. There we go. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll put the link in the podcast notes below. And just the basics where, where are you located? We're uh, in Lake Forest. We're just east of the railroad tracks in East Lake Forest. Uh, you can't see us from uptown, but we're a two-minute walk from uptown. We're kind of hidden back there. And it's a big campus. It's, it's a lot of building. Uh, so if you're on your way to the lake and you're going down East Westminster, just look north, and there we are. Uh, we're open. Uh, we try and keep the building open through the daylight hours every day so people can just pop, stop by and if they want to pray, pray. We do have um, a pretty major live stream presence. And uh, oh, okay. we've built a, a really a, a, the equivalent of a little television studio there. Wow. And have had in the last six months a quarter of a million views hmm. on our Whoa. It's it's big. It's big, big, big. So YouTube channel, you can check out our YouTube channel. Okay. Uh, Facebook. We've got an we've got podcasts. We've got Episca Podcasts. Episca Podcasts. Uh, podcast. <laughs> Those are out there too. And and um, we try and invite people. Uh, we try and share the treasures of church. Uh, we try and get the message of hope, love faith out there in a world that is dominated by a lot of uh, scary stuff and uh, that um, it isn't that that stuff isn't real. I'm not denying there's scary stuff out there. It's just the proportion of uh, scary stuff, salaciousness, um, sensational stuff. It's just so out of whack compared to, I think, uh, the treasures that these perennial traditions and the wisdom we have to share. So we're trying to get that out there in music and program. Right. Uh, you know, these, it's not me. I do a little bit of it. It's, it's people in this community and, and uh, just human beings, g- generic people. no special anything other than being loved by god being god's child and and talking about um how to bless this world uh, which god loves so much and we tend to think well god's forsaken us all and that's you don't let that happen to you (laughs) right (laughs) don't get stuck there yeah we all feel that way from time to time try not to get stuck Reverend Lou, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Oh, it's been a privilege, Pete. Thank, thank you. you for doing Wonderful. this. Wonderful. Yeah. Research and Scoo, take care of that sweet mother in law of yours. <laughs> Will do. Uh, thanks for listening to the Lake Forest Podcast. Please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts and smash that like button on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Let us know what you like to hear about in the upcoming shows. Again, I'm Pete, and I can be reached at Pete at lakeforestpodcast.com. All the links to everything that we talked about today will be in the notes uh, below on your screen. On behalf of my co-host, Scoo Walker and Arthur Miller, we thank you for listening. And if you really, really like us, subscribe to us on Patreon. 
for five dollars you get to get a scoozy and you're invited to all of our kegger sermons <laughs> you the band beer i'm gonna figure out how to do that i'm gonna do it